On this episode, we're talking about how you can make things easier by starting a side hustle with a colleague or a friend. My name is Lou Blazer. You're listening to Second Breaks, and this is episode 115. Hello, hello, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Second Breaks, a weekly show where we explore all the ways that we can navigate the future of work, make smart career moves, and thrive in a changing world. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so thrilled that you found me and the show. And if you are a regular listener and have been following the series on Side Hustle, thank you so much for returning and for being here with me this Thursday or whenever it is that you're listening to this episode. So we've been exploring the topic of side hustle for the whole month now, for a couple months now, and this here is a continuation of the series. So if you've been thinking about starting a side hustle, you might be thinking, you know, it's it, this is exciting. I want to do this. But it can also be a bit nerve-wracking, right? Especially if you've never done anything like it before, or if you're not used to putting yourself out there or taking risks uh, like this. It's easy to get stuck in analysis paralysis when you're just marinating the idea in your head by yourself, or it's easy to get overwhelmed with all the things that you think you need to do just to start, right? Wouldn't it be great if you could start your project with a colleague? As they say, two heads are better than one, and you can push each other to take action on your plans. My guest today, Karina Skibinski, would definitely agree, as this is exactly how she got started with her side gig. Karina is an occupational therapist by day. She and her colleague, Brooke, used to have regular conversations about their own routines, all the things that they were doing to take care of themselves. And they started thinking, surely they couldn't be the only ones thinking about maintaining a healthy mindset and how to incorporate all these healthy habits into their day-to-day routines. It wasn't a short leap from that thought. And soon they were holding wellness workshops on nights and weekends for a group of people who definitely need them, women entrepreneurs. Karina shared with me the steps that she and Brooke took to get these workshops off the ground, how having a partner made things easier and makes, makes, continues to make things easier for her, and how they split the work between themselves. If you're thinking of starting a side project with a friend or a colleague, you'll find my conversation with Karina enlightening and full of ideas about what you can do with your own project. Now, before I introduce you to Karina, I want to tell you a little bit about signals. I'm sure you've noticed there's a lot of chatter and noise out there about the future of work and how these technology advancements and the changing work environments are really going to impact our jobs and careers. It's getting harder and harder to separate what's real from the hype, isn't it? Signals is a weekly newsletter that aims to do just that, separate the signals from the noise. It shows up on your inbox with curated, hand-picked, and research information so you can stay on top of what's real, what works, and what's practical in today's changing world of work. If you want to take care of your career no matter what the future holds, subscribe to Signals for free at secondbreaks.com forward slash signals. Okie dokie, let me introduce you to Karina. Here she is describing her day job and her side gig. 
So currently I work as a full-time occupational therapist at a psychiatric hospital here in Cincinnati. Um, and so as an occupational therapist, we work on improving patients' abilities to do the things they want to do or need to do, like self-care, budgeting, cooking, sleep and rest, employment and leisure. And um, we do this by helping them develop the necessary skills that are needed to do those things like time management and building habits into their day daily routines, healthy engagement with the outside world. Um, I've been doing that for about two and a half years. And about a year and a half ago, a coworker of mine and I started Wonderwall workshops. So where we focus on um, simplifying self-care through our workshops, and then we just came out with a wonder guide, which is like a self-care planner. When did you start that again? It was February of 27, 2018. 2018. Yes, yes. So a little over a year ago that you did that as we record this episode. So tell us a little bit about why you decided to do that with your coworker. Why did you decide to create these workshops? What was the push? The, the push was really... Um, Working at a, at a psychiatric hospital really um, emphasized the importance of self-care, not only for our clients, but also for our um, coworkers. And, you know, healthcare is such a giving profession. We're constantly giving, giving our time, giving our ear, giving, um, you know, just very giving profession. And um, so once we're done at work, we also go home to our families and our friends and we give there. And so it's really easy for us to forget about our own self-care and, and oftentimes our own needs are taken on the, on the back burner. And um, I also feel like society's view of self-care is that it, it has to be like expensive or it has to be something that's all time consuming or um, just something that's kind of like a something that has to be added on a to-do list. And so we kind of came to, to that awareness and um, really just, it's really about all about the tiny things that um, you do throughout your day that really makes the biggest impact in regards to self-care. Talk a little bit about what was going on in, in your head, you know, at that time, because you had a full-time job, which is busy as it is. And then to take on this other thing on the side, I don't know how often you, you do the workshops, but to take this on is obviously, uh, you know, we're talking about self-care. So it, it impacts your own self-care. So talk a little bit about what was going on in your head as you were making this decision. I, we just realized the need for um, implementing more self-care, not only, you know, not only in our own lives, but with our coworkers as well. Um, and so we would, you know, when Brooke still worked at the hospital, we would pop into each other's offices and kind of share tidbits of ways. Naturally, we would share tidbits of ways that we took care of ourselves. Like, um, hey, have, have you gone on a walk today? Or, hey, do you want to get a salad for lunch? Or um, I read this really cool article today and, um, you know, read this book or listened to this podcast. And so we would just kind of like share our little ways to that we took care of our own selves mm. um, just to keep that healthy mindset Um we realize that we can't be the only ones that are <clears throat> that are trying to do this, you know, trying to incorporate more of this into our day. And um, 
really bringing more awareness to this. And so that's how we and why we cut we we got started. Did you consider at all what is this going to do with my work life balance for yourself? Yeah, I did think about that work life balance, but I also just love this. I also see this as a as more of a passion versus like a work thing. Like um what is the split like for you? I mean, your full-time job, I would imagine is your your typical 40 hour a week or more, 40 to 50 hours a week. So what is, how, how is the split during your week? I mean, is this a weekly thing that you have to do? Um, currently our work, since I am a, I'm, my hours are eight to four thirty ish for my full-time job, we have to kind of work around that. And so our workshops are either in the evenings, um, on the weekdays or on the weekends. And, um, Brooke and I have consistently met every week to kind of go over what we're working on and, um, touch base with all that. And then, uh, monthly we have a, a Wonderwall day where we just work on Wonderwall all day and, and go from there. How are you managing all that? I mean, I, I can imagine someone who's listening to our conversation and saying, Oh my God, I already have a full-time job. And then to have to do this, I can't imagine where is she finding the time or where is she finding the energy uh, to do this extra thing. Yeah, I ask myself that too sometimes. <laughs> But it's fun. For me, this um, Wonderwall is coming from a place of, of passion, of, of curiosity, of keeping it fun. And, um, you know, the full-time job is there to support me mm -hmm. financially and really Um, so I just come from a place of making sure to keep it light and fun. Mm. And, um, sometimes when things get too hectic or I notice that things, you know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling, I take a step back and just kind of remind myself that, you know, we're doing this for fun. This is just, you know, um, approach it from that sense. Got it. And are you finding that most of your day, uh, nights and weekends are going to the side hustle or how, you know, or is it just, you know, a couple of hours here and there? I would probably say that it is consistent, consistently putting in the work. Um, and I, I don't know if there's with it in regards to my side hustle, I don't know if there's that work life balance. because I just, I feel like I just live wonder well. And so, um, trying to integrate that into my life, um, is something that I try to do. So let's talk a little bit about the actual starting it off. So you, you talked about, you know, you and your, at that time, coworker would talk about this, uh, and talk about like how, what are you guys doing for your own personal self care? And then I guess I would imagine that at some point you guys started talking about what if we did this and can you talk a little bit about, can you share sort of how that evolved from the chatting with each other about what we do to holding workshops? Like how did that actually evolve? Well, that's something that was pretty scary, you know, throwing your ideas out there into the world is pretty scary thing, but we got a lot of inspiration from um, books and podcasts that we've read books and podcasts and Um, people that we met. So we surrounded ourselves with other, you know, female entrepreneurs and kind of um, talked with them about what, how they're doing it, what they're doing. And then it's just kind of um, just taking a leap and just starting and being comfortable with not 
feeling like you're 100% ready. Mm-hmm. That's also important. Um, mm-hmm. Just being like, okay, is this gonna is this good enough? Okay, let's just do it and see what happens. Did you guys immediately latch on the workshop or, you know how like sometimes we have an idea and then it evolves over time into, you know, the thing that we eventually go with. So I was just wondering if you guys always thought from the get go, let's do workshops. We really love the workshops. So we really love that sense of from the beginning, um, you know, at the hospital, we work um, with groups. A lot of our interventions are group, um, group focused because there's a lot of research behind the effectiveness of having groups, uh, especially when it comes to things like self-care. So we really just like the, the group aspect of it and bringing people together. And What was the first one? Like, was it just a trial? Was it, let's just get our friends together? Or did you just, you know, actually look for clients? Like, how was the first one or two workshops? We had, we had focus groups through our friends. Okay. So- really um very supportive when we look we look back on that we like to kind of chuckle and see how far we've come since then yeah <laughs> and how our friends were back then but yeah so we, we we have focus groups and we try to um practice a workshop or two before we you know um get clients for it you just invited people that you knew for the first couple of workshops yep and they were more happy to participate and see what we've been kind of working on and um, we got a lot of good insight from them, too, about how to improve and how to kind of shape up our workshops. Got it. Got it. Now, is this something that you needed uh, to uh, talk about at work or announce at work? Because I know some people are uh, a bit hesitant to start a side hustle because of you know what it would mean for their full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so I was just wondering if you had to tell your your current employer that you guys were starting this. I do like working at the at the hospital. I definitely feel like um, I, I get benefit out of there. So I um you know they know my coworkers know and my boss knows about Wonderwell, and they've been pretty supportive about that. So thankfully in my in my job um, that hasn't been really an issue. Um. Yeah. So, and I'll just definitely keep them posted on where, where it takes me. Right. So, so y- you and your uh, coworker, Brooke, you, you guys were both occupied or sh- you still are an occupational therapist. I don't know if she was also an occupational therapist. I imagine that you did not have prior experience looking for clients you know, that that aspect of starting a side hustle, which is very different from when you're an employee. As an employee, you go to work and, you know, you do your work, right? But yeah. when you're starting this side hustle, you have to look for your clients. And how was that experience for you? What helped you, what helped you guys get going in that space? We um, just networking and finding the right people to network with. So we're, our approach with that is just being organic with it and really just talking to people that, um, you know, we enjoy talking to like, you know, female entrepreneurs or yeah. So we just really try to try to keep it, um, aligned with our own personal values of, of networking and, and just kind of meeting people that way. Yeah. I, I forgot to ask, are your workshops online or in person? They're in person. We've tried the online. Um, and I think that might be something that we try to do, but, uh, Currently, they're just in person. 
Okay, so they're local to where to your area then, to where you guys are. And yeah. so you, you have to, I would imagine your networking is very much local networking to attract the entrepreneurs who are working in the area. Yes, yes, exactly. Yep, exactly. And then, you know, a friend of a friend um, can tell about Wonderwell, and then that's just kind of how we, word of mouth, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is yes. how we get most of our clients. I would imagine that prior to starting Wonderwell, your network was primarily people in the healthcare industry, right? And you are trying to attract for, for your workshops, you're not trying to attract other occupational therapists, you're trying to attract a different set of people. And so you had to deliberately uh, expand your network. Exactly. And, and locally too. So were you attending local? I'm just trying to like, what are the tactical things that you did? You did like, were you attending local events? How did you, you know, become part of that entrepreneurial network locally? Yes. So we just, we would, um, we just used Google to find different things that were going on in the area. Um, sometimes they were specifically networking events. Sometimes they, they're like wellness events that are happening. Um, so where our, our target audience would, um, spend their time at like, Mm. um, yeah, Brooke just went to like a wellness event last weekend where, um, you know, like-minded individuals would come and talk about wellness things. So I think that's a good spot to network. Um, but really we just try to keep up with those events and go to the ones that we also feel like we'd be interested not only to network, but because it's something that would be valuable to us as well. Now, do you think that starting your side hustle with a coworker was helpful for you? So I guess asked differently, would, would you, would you have acted on starting the side hustle if you were doing this alone by yourself or, or the fact that you had your friend uh, starting it with you uh, helpful? It was helpful. Yes. I think she, I think we make a good team together. And so I honestly feel like if it wasn't, if it wasn't both of us working together, um, I probably would have been a little bit more hesitant to starting a hustle. <laughs> um, but the fact that we, I had her and we kind of um, go well together and, you know, can bounce ideas off one another and kind of support one another, then that really is helpful. How did you split, I guess, who's responsible for what? Or like, what are your, what are you responsible for versus what is she responsible for? We kind of go at it together, um, still kind of trying to figure out what it, what it is that I really enjoy doing, what it is that she really enjoys doing. Um, I know she's more of like the visual um, aesthetic type of person, so she can spend time. She loves designing things, and that stuff just stresses me out. So she just takes care of that. Um, I like to, th- I like to um, learn about marketing and things like that and promoting and business planning, I guess. Um, so I'm, I kind of like to do that stuff, but then when it comes to everyday things like, um, doing our, actually creating our workshops, we, we do it together. And we also do a weekly newsletter together. Essentially we do, we put our brains together and do it that way. Got it. And do you both deliver the workshops as well? Both of you? Yes, currently. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and I was just wondering, like, if if we think about the person who's listening to our conversation right now and thinking, oh, you know, that might be a better way for me to start a side hustle if I could do it with a friend or a colleague. And so that I'm not doing this by myself, 
right? Would you, what do you think would be the, uh, you know, a tip that you would give them if you're, if they're looking or considering starting a side hustle with a friend or someone they know? I would just, I think my number one tip would just be to try it out and see what happens really. Try not to go into it with a, a set plan of how exactly it has to go, but just be to kind of just trying it and seeing what happens and, um, you know, knowing that the full-time job is there to fall back on, of course, um, but just kind of keeping it, just try it and see what happens. And I imagine the fact that you, you and Brooke spent quite a bit of time exploring the idea first, right? And so by the time you actually started it, that you were both very comfortable with, with, uh, you know, the, your values that you're aligned with what you're trying to do. And so it wasn't just like a, a one conversation that, that turned into a workshop. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a lot of planning and, um, you know, there was a lot of planning, but then also implementing involved with that too. Cause I think oftentimes we can get stuck in just the planning phases and the idea phases, actually remembering to do the work. Um, whether it's, you know, just going out and just doing a workshop or whether it's just something simple like, a, you know, like a um, post on Instagram or something like that. It's just constantly doing something towards that side hustle. Could you, Karina, share with us a little bit about, you know, what's been your biggest challenge uh, with maintaining a full-time job and having a side hustle? Well, I think it's definitely um, juggling the time, you know, prioritizing time. I don't like to say that I don't have enough time for this or this or this um, because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. But just making sure to prioritize my time and um, really be aware of where I need to be spending my time, whether it's on Wonderwell, whether it's um, taking some time for myself and my own self-care needs. Um, I think that's been the biggest, the biggest struggle and something that I've been continuously practicing is, is managing that time. Right. And do you find along this lines, what helps you the most juggling these balls? I don't know if, if, if it's a, a, some a person that helps you with managing all your different priorities or certain habits. Um, what helps you the most manage these different priorities? My big, the biggest thing that helps me to manage these things is my family and my boyfriend, Steve. Mm -hmm. um, wonderful, wonderful support system. Um, they're always open to bounce ideas off of me. And um, if there's something that I have to do related to Wonderwall, then they definitely understand. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for their support, definitely. Um, and then also just scheduling that realistic time into my day to put towards Wonderwell sure that it's it's realistic because oftentimes I can I can see myself kind of over planning and over booking and so just making sure that that's realistic so you've been doing this for over a year and a half now when you have a full-time job and a side hustle can you share like what's one or two insights that you've learned about yourself or that you've gained from having this experience so far um learn I learn from others. I think that's the biggest thing. And um, just because um, you're not getting a degree doesn't mean that you you stop learning. So you can learn 
learned from podcasts. We've learned so much from podcasts. We've learned so much from books and other people. And it's just constantly having that learning mindset, um, especially when you're going into a side hustle that is fairly new to you. I think having that open mind is essential. And also just keep doing the work. Just keep showing up and keep um, trying things out and maybe having the mindset of, um, yeah, just, just keep showing up, keep doing the work, keep doing those small, small little steps because those are the ones that eventually I believe will make the biggest results. You, I think there was another one that you, or in a previous email exchange I had read, sometimes it's hard to, to manage the excitement that you feel over this, you know, side hustle that you're building this, this business that you're building with your, with your business partner. Um, you want to go into that more and you have to want to be, you want to devote more time into that, but you still have a full-time job, obviously. So um, is, am I right that you have to? Like... Absolutely. Um, definitely have these dreams and these big ideas for Wonderwell, but also keeping that practicality and keeping um, the steps, you know, steps that we can do to get to those big dreams and ideas, I think is important. Yeah. And, and just being, I guess, reminding yourself that the full-time job, maybe, I don't know if, if you're feeling bored with it or stuck with it or, or feeling like, but, you know, I wish that I could leave this job sooner than later. Sometimes I get those feelings, you know, they creep up on me when I'm dreaming big about, you know, being an entrepreneur and doing this full-time and doing the things that I really, really, really love to do that I'm passionate about on my own terms. Um, but then also remembering just to keep it realistic and trusting when, when that, when the time is right, if we keep doing the small things or keep doing what we're doing now, even, you know, eventually we'll get to that point and that time will be right. Is there a book that has made an impact on you uh, personally or your career or your transition that you can recommend? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> Um, well, the book that we both Brooke and I read that kind of got us started that pushed us to start this um, side hustle was being boss by uh, Kathleen, uh, Kathleen Shannon and Emily Thompson. Her, um, that book being boss is excellent. They also have a podcast. It really um, anybody that's even thinking about starting a side hustle should really read that book because it's so inspiring. And it really is just pushing people just to do the work. Um, and then I'm also reading a book by Danielle Laporte. I think her last name is called Firestarter Sessions. That's a great book. And, it, and it's all about taking those ideas and making them into actionable things. So that's an awesome book to read. Um, whether you're already doing the side hustle or whether you're just still thinking about starting it. And then uh, lastly, Karina, where can we find you online, uh, whether you or, you know, the Wonderwell workshops? Wonderwellworkshops.com. We've got, a, we've got a, a site. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook at Wonderwell Workshops. And then we're also on Etsy, too. Etsy. Yes. Gotcha. Our guide. Yeah. So that's where one second. You... Isn't Etsy for products? But do you have products? Yes. We have a wonder guide. So it's like a self-care planner. Ah. Uh, so all the tools that we have in our workshops 
can be found in that wonder guide. Gotcha. So, so that, so obviously that one, you don't have to be uh, locally in Ohio <laughs> to get that, that, right? Exactly. exactly. Yep. Right, right. On Etsy and download it right away. That, and I'm going to include the link um, on the show notes, but what is the name of the guide if they go to Etsy to look for it? Um, you can just look for Wonderwell Workshops and we just currently have that one wonder guide available. So it's pretty Fine. Excellent. All right. Well, Karina, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with me and our listeners today. Thank you so much, Lou. This was so much fun. Thank you. I hope you found this episode useful. For the show notes, all the links, and the transcript of my conversation with Karina Skibinski, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcasts. And for the full Second Breaks experience, remember to sign up for signals to get curated and researched tips, trends, and insights that will help you stay on top of your career. Now here's what's coming up. The idea and opportunity for your side hustle may come from unexpected places. And my guest next week, Casey Carr, will agree. Casey is a sonographer who is also a writer and a book coach on the side. She was a bit frustrated with her writing career, so she hired a book coach to get some help. Not only was that experience beneficial for her as a writer, it also opened an opportunity to become a book coach herself, a career path that she had not considered before. So to make sure you don't miss that episode with Casey Carr, now is a good time to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet. You can use whatever app it is that you're using right now to listen to this episode. Just hit subscribe. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website, you're going to find options for podcast apps right there as well below the audio player one last favor if you like listening to this podcast and you find it useful i would so appreciate it so so very much if you would share it and tell your friends about it okie dokie i will be back next week with casey and her side hustle story until then keep on making your debt my friend cool beans <laughs>